That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. All right, welcome to Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits, bringing you a comic book stack episode for the date of March 4th, 2020. I got Robin Cross up in Canada. Good evening. And uh, the main event for this little mini stack episode is the uh, highly anticipated Batman 90, Batman number issue 90 from the Rebirth era. James Tynan writer, Jorge Jimenez as the artist, and I believe it's pronounced Tomu or Tomei Mori or Morey on the colors who really brings this issue to life. So let me tell you, man, I, man, this has been a highly anticipated book. For me alone, it's because of the artwork. I didn't even read it the first time I got the file. I just looked at all the pages, all the images. Yeah, Jorge's a, a great, uh, a great addition to having on the Batman stable. Yeah, this guy is a true comic book artist because he's doing things like cityscapes, action, motion, um, you know, the whole shebang when you think about cool, fun comic books. And uh, and the colorist, between Jorge and the colorist, it's like, oh, it's so good. I mean, the, the first panel in the book is deathstroke on this crotch rocking motorcycle <laughs> all of a sudden i'm like yeah this is a, <laughs> i think this is a breath of fresh air for a lot of people who were quite unhappy with tom king's run as well you know everyone has their opinion but uh i think this is a little different to what tom king was doing this feels more like you know you're what you would expect from you know a batman comic book Right. Yeah, James was setting out to do something specifically different just to be a change of pace. Uh, so on the last episode, well, when we were talking uh, Batman 89, uh, I read some of James Tynan's newsletter where he was talking about the creation of Punchline. Yeah. So I wanted to refer back to that just to touch on a bit where he described to Jorge what he wanted to do in the series. And then he also... Uh, I want to get also into what he told Jorge about the designer because the designer really comes to the forefront of the story in this issue. Right. Is this so, the first uh, appearance of the designer? Uh, no, he did show up briefly. Uh, I didn't he show up in '89 or '88 or something. He he showed up a, a little while ago. Oh yeah, sure. but like but the this last is the first couple of one. Issues. So this guy's yeah, new this, though. This is the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first time that he's in the forefront of the story. But what James had said in that newsletter. Um, about what he was going for. He said, uh, the two words I keep using to describe this run is action horror. We're doing big scary vehicles, a bloody joker, and letting the villains be as scary as they can be, but all in a kind of over-the-top fun way. Mm. That sounds good to me. That's the kind of stuff I like. And uh, yeah, Action horror is yeah a, a good lane for Batman to be in. As long as there's, yeah, as long as there's, detective work as well somewhere in there then we're good but uh, even the cover of this book batman and catwoman on top of that that building it's it's almost like a uh, a nod to jim lee's work on all-star batman and robin 
Remember that image with Batman and Robin? Yeah. Is it was, it was almost like they were standing on the bat signal, or I don't know the way the city was just so illuminated from the bottom up, and it just reminds me of that. I don't know. I'm just such a fan of this guy's artwork that I'm I'm really happy with this book. Is all I am too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the since designer comes up in this, I also want to cover. I'm just gonna pick a, a couple parts of uh, what he told Jorge. Uh, he explained basically ideas he had for the look of the designer and said, you know, take these ideas and just show me what you come up with. So uh, a little bit of what he said was if they did a Metal Gear Solid Final Fantasy Silent Hill crossover game and the villain of that game was meant to be the actual honest-to-God devil, that's the kind of character I'm looking to create here. The feel should be that the designer is walking out of a different kind of comic book into Batman, a different aesthetic world entirely. There should be something eerie about the Joker, the Penguin existing in the same space as this character. Something inherently wrong about it. He is a different level of evil. Well, that says a lot because Tynan's mentor is Scott Snyder. And Scott Mm -hmm. Snyder is one of the kings of creating batman villains like he just he's created some of the best batman villains in in mythology at this point and obviously tyan's his pupil and you know those are heavy words from where he's coming from so that's kind of cool and uh yeah we'll see i think it all depends on what the motive or how the designer goes about whatever is gonna unfold we we find out in this issue that the the whole thing that batman was going through with the assassins is a part of the puzzle of this overall designer story. Slade is uh, trying to contact someone, but Harley Quinn intercepts it. Yeah, so yeah, this is picking up from the last issue where between Batman himself and then also Harley and Selina, they had taken out all of the assassins with the exception of Deathstroke. He was still out there roaming around. And right at the end of that, they had unleashed that flock of drone bats to to fly off after Deathstroke. So picking up here, we see that Harley has been put in control of those with what looks like a PS4 remote. I love it. First of all, <laughs> Jorge, I, minus the the stupid dye in her hair, I hate when they do that. Minus that, Jorge draws an amazing Harley with her gamer headphones on and the PS4 controller. And then so a proper good. gamer chair. <laughs> gamer chair, and she's actually playing it out as if she's playing a video game but shooting these rubber pellets or missiles at Deathstroke and it's just even the profile he drew of her oh that's the way to, I love how how Jorge Jimenez is saving Harley Quinn <laughs> how James Tynan <laughs> is saving Harley Quinn yeah he uh, uh, Jorge is capturing that sadistic evil Focus, side of Harley yeah. and having her be strong smart and not be you know, not relying on goofy faces and whatnot, yeah. you know, like silliness to uh, Th- That's to how get you do it. Harley. And c- clever lines, too, when she's talking about betting if she can shut that other real eye that Deathstroke has. Yeah, that's that's when you do Harley right. And this is a continuity book, mind yeah. you. So throw back in a little jester outfit. I don't even mind that outfit too much. Just lose the stupid hair dye. I don't know what it is about that. It looks so fucking hot topic-ish. But I remember in the preview files when we saw this image of her with the PlayStation controller and I was like, damn, that looks so cool. Like, there was so much hype just around the preview images of this book that it definitely got me excited. But then we cut over to um, Catwoman and Batman staring over the city and uh, Selina starts to tell Bruce about... Um, how this all went down with the designer and how 
the designer uh, approached Penguin, Riddler, Joker, and her. Legendary criminal that all the criminals, the, the entire underworld knows about and they speak about him uh, as this almost mythical uh, character. Uh, they've all received invitations. So Selena explains that she had found uh, an invitation on her pillow uh, with a, a dock number, a date and a time, etc. So she shows up and finds that also Riddler, Joker and Penguin had received these invitations. So they're on this dock and uh, a boat pulls up uh, piloted by some paranormal sort of uh, gentleman. It reminds me of the Mortal Kombat movie in the 90s where to get to the island, I think I think it was Shang Tsung's island, they have to get on this eerie boat and they're yeah. going through fog and it's like, ooh. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, they're, they're both kind of similar to uh, the ferryman, you know. Yeah. Taking you across the the river sticks, and I, he says, you know, climb aboard the sticks. It's fun though. I like I like that kind of stuff. And uh, the uh, house you asked uh, is called uh, Tartarus House. Or I don't know if you ever seen the uh, Garfield Halloween special. But they have to take a boat over to get to the creepy house, which is like a treasure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess this this kind of plot's been used quite a bit, but it's still fun. the The design of the um, what do you think of the design of the designer? It's a really uh, different design. If you read that, the entire uh, explanation of what James wanted to go for in this, you can see all of the points that he wanted, you know, that he wanted him to be ornate and complicated and have, you know, all these different aspects on it, like some of the aspects to be uh, sort of military and some, you know, you can see all of the different, uh, all these different things that are thrown into a pot for for his appearance. Yeah, I see a lot of different elements in it. it it's like, it, it. to me, it's like it almost doesn't know what it wants to do. It's all, all over the place. It looks like he has like Mexican war medals on and bling on and a, a mummy face with a daredevil D on his face and <laughs> a big poofy white fur collar with fatigue camouflage fatigue pants and a sword. And I'm like, uh, I'm all, <laughs> I don't know what to I, I, I feel like all of the different... Uh, aspects of his getup could be a, a sign of, you know, how much history he has. You know, he has different pieces of different parts of his life because not yeah, none of these parts really go together. Selena was going to the history about Batman and Robin facing the common criminal. There was a new type of supervillain. It was a new type of crime fighter, and it's almost like things got elevated or evolved. <clears throat> what we uh, skipped over a bit here was during this flashback scene, we get. Jorge doing the, uh, the the old purple suit Catwoman as well as uh, Batman and Robin in the old si- old style suits too. The uh, hush style, right? That's hush. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. And uh, then I guess the designer goes into his past about finding a really competent detective um, who's really dark and silhouetted in the flashback. And I'm starting to wonder, there's like some swashbuckling going on or sword fighting. I don't know. This is a this is probably a super long shot, but this character that he's talking about, this detective has like, it's almost like he's describing the shadow. You yeah, know I mean? definitely could and, be something like that. And the word he uses at one point to describe something, or he, the word shadow was used in, in his flashback of describing everything that went down. I mean, it's a super long shot, but I think it's interesting how this detective figure that the designer was going against was never 
there was never, you know, nothing was revealed about him or disclosed about him. So I don't know. Uh, the the page before it shows that flashback to to him fighting his enemy. Uh, you know, they're fighting on a train. They're fighting on a blimp. The page before that, I just want to touch on that that big splash page of Batman and Catwoman on a rooftop. That is insane. I've been talking about this page for like two weeks but I couldn't post it anywhere because it wasn't in, you know, the preview images that we were allowed to post. But man, if this, this one, this should have been the cover Two, if this isn't available as a print sometime soon, I don't, I don't know what to do. I know Bats looks like he has blue balls in that shot. <laughs> it's a good shot of Selena's new quote unquote, uh, new Catwoman outfit where she has exposed armpits or whatever. Yeah. Ventilation. Uh, but it looks good. Yeah, ventilation. Good looking. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the colors and Jorge's art, I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's that, that that would make a great print. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he'll, hopefully he'll do that. I think um, Jorge's been around here and there over the years. I remember when he did that one shot with the calendar man for Tom King, and I was like, wow, this is so... That was him, right? Jimenez, yeah. And I think he might start blowing up now that he's doing some work on the main Batman run. Yeah, and while well, he just uh, he just came off the Justice League book with Scott Snyder yeah, as well, he he's doing some great stuff there. Uh, yeah, he's been all over the place. Uh, but yeah, definitely there isn't anything really bigger than than the main Batman book. You know what it's like when you're on a Batman book, right? Ma- mainly the Batman book titled Batman, because everyone is always reading, buying, and tweeting about it. It's un- it's always under a microscope. So we have the designer explaining to uh, the rogues that he invited over that in his continuing struggles with the hero figure who always thwarted him, how he had to develop himself. Like he locked himself in a room for I think it was a year. And he basically evolved himself several steps by just planning and planning and planning and doing nothing else but that so that he could eventually be just steps ahead of this hero that he was uh, failing to defeat. And this is basically what he wanted to do with them. So he was going to take them one by one into this room and basically teach them why they always failed, you know, why Batman was always one step ahead. And the plan was that he was going to find out their greatest idea and give them those extra steps ahead that were going to make them be able to, to pull this off. And also maybe with some financial resources, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause they, they couldn't do it alone. Uh, so it's interesting after, so Selena's talking about after she comes out of her meeting, Penguin and Riddler had already been in for theirs. So she talks about how they're chatting with each other about their plans while Joker's in the room with the designer for hours. Mm. So she describes that uh, Penguin talks about a shell game of assassins that would end with him in the mayor's office. Mm. Well, that's that's what we just saw end in the previous issue. You know, the those assassins had been stopped. Uh, so... This was Penguin's idea being used against him because of how we see things will transpire in this issue. Mm. Uh, And also she mentions how Riddler described a kind of technological labyrinth that would cripple law enforcement in the city. So that sounds pretty much like James Tynan is referencing Scott Snyder's Zero Year. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was Riddler attempting 
to to use that plan, but he didn't have uh, because of what happens in this issue. Mm. He didn't have the resources and the assistance of the designer to to help him pull it off. So Batman was able to stop him. Mm. And then when the Joker went in, things got really interesting. We were in there for hours and hours, and it sounds like the designer got to look into the abyss of Joker's mind and how evil it was in terms of his future plans for what he would do with the city pretty much like apocalyptic when it's talking about the joker so the designer comes storming out and is like kill them all <laughs> and and as they as they all entered he uh, requested that they all surrender their weapons so they could begin this meeting yeah. and after the designer comes out and says kill them all that's when we find out that joker forgot to to give one of his guns back <laughs> <laughs> so that's a uh, a quick appearance for the designer as we see Joker just plugs him in the back of the head mm. and then finishes taking out his smoke-faced goons. Which is kind of cool because I, at, at one point, I was like, is this guy really going to tell the Joker how to do his job? I don't know how I feel about that. Like, the others, okay, but... Well, we, we have to consider also that this was, as Selena is describing in this, so Joker, w- at this point, was just a crime boss in clown makeup, you know? Mm, so right, yeah. He was, this was in his early days, because when she was talking to Bruce about how the world was here, she said it wasn't at the beginning, but it was close. Yeah. So they were all sort of, you know, just in their their early forms. So yeah, Joker wasn't uh he wasn't anywhere near as bad as he was going to get yet, but the designer must have been able to see in him and you know, from hearing his plans just how sick he was going to be. Torched the house and I guess they buried the designer in Pottersfield. Yeah. Uh and it's interesting here where uh Selena describes after they took care of this. So they're they're just watching the city as this house burns. And she says, talking about Joker, uh, the, the effect that this had on him, she says something changed in him that night. His eyes, they were different than they had ever been before. Mm. And then you see that look. And that look, it, I think it was Tony Daniel uh, issue. That one, where, when remember when Joker was wearing like this, that big uh, apron kind of thing and he had the slicked back hair and he had like this exact look on his face mm. that this uh that look on his face where joker's at like his prime sickness and most deranged that's mm. yeah that, that look yeah he it looks, looks like less like a human and more like a some kind of evil entity just hey they did the joker right out first i'm telling you for a second i was like you know it's the joker man and then they cut back to selena and bruce on the uh, rooftop and bruce already knew that Part of the plan with the designer and Selena for her to achieve her goal would be um, would have to do with getting um, Bruce Wayne's money in Wayne Enterprises in Manor of yeah. Billions. There's, apparently, the designer still has the plans, and yeah. Bruce says he's about to lose everything. So this is a damn good page turner, man. Yeah, the story moves really fast. Each time I read through it, like you get to the end, you're like, oh, that's the last page already. It's a solid issue. I've been saying that. It's unfortunate, like when when there's hype. Like there's been because of the appearance of Punchline and everyone going crazy about that, the hype can really outshine the quality of the issue in question. Yeah, and you know you you end up with it comes to a point where everyone just thinks it's all oh, it's all it's this is all just about the hype. But yeah. there's a lot more than hype to this story. Mm. Oh, definitely. I mean, Punchline wasn't even in this and. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm just, man, I'm ready to read on because um, 
when you get good storytelling in this kind of artwork, it's just, like I said, just as good as it gets. Make sure you pick up that Batman number 90 at your local comic shop. Uh, hopefully you've got it on your file because uh, this one's already gone to second print as well. Why did this one sell out so quick? Was there any reason? Uh, th- it, there's, there's just all that buzz on the story now. Everybody's just... Oh, buying up no every reason. issue now yeah yeah well so what else was on the burner this week uh you were talking uh about? strange adventures number one by tom king mitch garrods doc shaner what'd you think of this one uh i think this whole series is going to be something to watch out for just like all the stuff that these guys have been doing you know all before this was tom king and mitch garrods on mr miracle if any of you haven't read that you're missing mm. out at one eisner awards and yeah just Go, you, and you don't have to know anything about the character going in. The story will will tell you everything you need to know. So with Mr. Miracle, if you don't know anything about Mr. Miracle and the New Gods, all the all the Jack Kirby stuff, the fourth world, mm. it doesn't matter. Just you can dive right in and it teaches you everything you need to know as you go along. Mm. Uh, and Strange Adventures is the same thing. Uh, I'm not the biggest expert on Adam Strange, but this book tells you everything that you need that you need to know about about him and his story is this black label yes this is black label okay because i'm looking at the file and uh there's some hanky panky going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah this is a a 12 issue series and basically the story is uh adam strange is back on earth after being uh on another world fighting in a war you know he's so he's sort of this superhero uh war hero kind of thing and now he's back on earth and he has written a book talking about his his story Mm. so you see him on this book tour you know on on shows uh in stores signing books the funnest thing right at the beginning of this if you've ever met tom king at a con you will recognize something right at the beginning of this book because the first panel uh, you have Adam Strange sitting at a table in a bookstore doing a signing, and he's got his hand out to shake someone's hand, and he's saying, Hi, I'm Adam. Can I sign a book for you? And if you've met Tom King or watched Tom at his table for any length of time, people will be waiting, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever, for to, to get a book signed by Tom King. And when it's their turn, they walk up to the table Tom reaches his hand out to shake their hand, says, hi, I'm Tom. Can I sign a book for you? (laughs) So it's cool seeing that exactly Tom King right in the beginning of this book. The the story goes back and forth. So we have jumps between these scenes on Earth and these scenes of him being off-world fighting in this war. So all of the on-Earth shots... Uh, all the Earth pages are drawn by Mitch Garrods, and all of the other pages are done by Doc Shaner. Yeah, shout out to Doc. We had Doc on, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had he all was on three a while on back. One Mitch point. has been on. Yeah, yeah. I love the colors on this book. It's so fun. Is it going to be in the big format, the big black label format? Uh, I think it. Yeah, I I can't tell from the dimensions on these. On the digital copy, if it is coming out that at the uh, yeah. Premium Plus format or not, mm-hmm. Prestige Plus, sorry, uh, format. I'm not certain. Okay. But it, it does look like it's that form. It looks like it's that shape. 
Yeah, look at this. This is a great color. This looks like a really fun classic comic book character book. He keeps saying, "Hi, I'm Adam. Can I sign your book?" <laughs> hey, it's it's so fun because it's it's just it's it's exactly Tom. Oh, it's kind of graphic too in some things. Yeah, this is a yeah, absolutely. It's funny because it's like a fun you know slice of life wholesome comic book character, and then you have these images of violence or sex or whatever. So, I and think... and they divide up the art duties perfectly because you have you know these at these pages of Adam Strange in a war fighting fighting these enemies and it it's Doc Shaner doing those and his art style is that classic timeless uh, almost Darwin Cook old timey wholesome comic book look and then all of the uh, Earth pages where things can can be a little more gritty and dirty it's mitch doing those pages and that's perfect for his style mm. well, there's a little guest appearance in this book too that i won't spoil but uh it very is. cool oh this is a black label so i think uh the page count is uh 32 yes uh, it's a big that's, uh, 32. Uh, that's with the uh cover so i think it's 30 pages yeah 30 page bastard yeah yes, so you get yeah you get your money's worth and, uh, yeah, Strange Adventures. I dig this. This is cool that they, uh, I think this is a little passion project that, uh, they had going on, you know, Mitch and, uh, Tom. So this looks really this exciting. This is sort of, uh, this is almost like a, a trilogy now of books that Tom has done like this. Uh, Vision being the first, then Mr. Miracle and this. Yeah, but Vision uh, is Marvel. But, uh, he did, before Mr. Miracle was announced, I was talking to Tom about it, and he was describing it as being his artistic follow-up to uh, Vision. Right. Uh, but what these all have in common, uh, what Tom does with these characters, and he asks for characters like what they did with Mr. Miracle. Was, uh, they had asked him what, what he wants to do next, and he said, give me a character that I can do anything I want with. Yeah. You know, like some it doesn't matter you, you'll let me have free reign to do with the character what i want so uh at the time i believe this was uh dan didio that listed him like you know four or five characters said okay you can have him you can have him you can have him you can have mr miracle he said, mr miracle I'll, i'm gonna do him mm. so this uh vision was like that mr miracle was that and this is seeming to be in the same vein where he takes story takes a superhero but tells a story of the human side of them so we get this point where the the action story the the you know typical comic story is sort of the backdrop it's the background story mm, yeah and the the forefront story is the human element of them you know the the person behind the superhero and it's getting into into the person story tom wants characters that you could do anything with that's that's definitely not batman <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must have been tougher when he did batman but uh when is that batman catwoman run hitting with tom king and uh, uh they i don't think they've given a date unless something got announced over the weekend at uh, c2e2 uh i don't think there's a firm date on it yet it's supposed to have started already where's where's that where's well, three jokers what the fuck is going on that they had said a while back or so originally the Batman Catwoman story was going to flip back and forth between a couple artists. So Clay Mann was going to do, uh, I think, half of it or maybe more. And uh, other people were going to come on. I think Mitch Gerrards was one of them. But then as they were plotting out the story and getting the details down, they started to see, well, wait a minute, this this is going to be something special. You know, like we're, we're coming up with, with more than we imagined here. Mm. And 
they decided, well, this, this needs to be just the two of us doing this. So it's, well, it's, not other artists coming in doing it. So it's all going to be written by Tom King and it's all going to be drawn by clay and colored by Tomo Mori. So it's rather than having artists swing in on different issues, it's going to be one dedicated thing, just like Mr. Miracle was with, with Tom and Mitch Batman Catwoman is going to be just Tom and clay. And, uh, we should get a date on three jokers anytime now. That's, you know, it's the rumblings keep coming up. It's already Jay knows when it's coming out. Like Jay, Jay knows the release dates. He's just not allowed to say it. But uh, once it is announced, uh, you can expect that we will be speaking mm. to Jay promptly. Have you read? Uh, been reading the Lois Lane title? Uh, I haven't read. Uh, I don't think I've read anything past the first issue. But I do want to catch up on. That's probably one that I'm gonna read the whole thing once it ends because that started off really well. The other thing uh, coming out this week that will offset. That for some of us, if uh, if you're n- into this kind of thing, there's that big deluxe hardcover edition of Sean Murphy's Batman White Knight. Oh, that came out of nowhere. That's in stores this week too. Yeah, and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, I believe a fifty dollar cover price. Yeah, that's uh, it's like the Dark Knight Returns all over again. You just keep buying the same book over and over. But yep. but that's a nice format for that artwork. Yeah, probably and uh, I think uh, that's I haven't checked, but. I assume that's probably some Molouche work. Yeah, I think it is Molouche. Everybody, if you're on Instagram, tag mm-hmm. at Molouche, M-O-L-O-O-S-H, and tell her to get on Bat Force Radio because we want to talk <laughs> to her about all her amazing book jacket design for uh, the DC hardcovers. Yeah, this week we got a new Flash issue, uh, Superman Villains number one, Mystery in Space, 75 the dreaming 19 strange adventures number one daphne Byrne number three justice league odyssey 19 lois lane nine justice league 42 and don't forget to pick up batman number 90 shout out to dc that'll do it for the stack episode this week march 4th go pick up your comics subscribe to bat force over on youtube or spotify soundcloud itunes wherever we're all over the place until next time friends Molouche. <laughs> hey, Gotham dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.